It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIM Primetime. Welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is VEASAN Prime Time. Not the usual host, not Tim Murray, not Sean King, but we got Eric Smith here. Better looking. No, <laughs> I guess it depends kidding. who you ask, right? Well, that's true. If you ask Tim, probably, but yeah. not Sean. <laughs> I am Danny Burke. We've been with you here the past couple of days. It's been a blast here at Circus Sportsbook. And look, I am in from Chicago this week and doing a bunch of shows. It's been a blast, Jared. And, you know, it, it's classic for me to come here to Vegas which usually, of course, has great weather, for them to only be the opposite. On, on my way to the studio here, uh, flurries outside, and it was like... You brought it with us. Yeah, literally. it was like, what, 50-mile-per-hour winds or something yesterday, ridiculous, whatever yeah. it was. My car did not make... He didn't have a good night, so I woke up this morning. I, I have like, I'm kind of near the mountain area yeah. down on the southern part of town. I woke up this morning, my entire screen glass door on my balcony was like covered in like caked-over dust, and my <laughs> car this morning, it looked like it was snow. <laughs> But it really was done. It, it, it looked very appetizing from afar, and then you get closer to it, and you realize that it's actually, like, dirt and right. grime and dust that just blew. Uh, it, it was wild. When I was driving home late last night, my car was blowing all over the road. Yeah. It, and, and I'm new in town, too. I've only been here for about six, seven months, so I have experienced varying weather reports, I guess. Yeah. Um, that was some of the most intense weather that I've seen here in town in, in the last few months. Yeah, the uh, the wind gets pretty crazy here. Yeah. Britain and I both went to Nebraska, so open plains. We used <laughs> we were used to the wind, but I would argue Britain and you know he'll tell me during the break that I, I think Vegas is windier than it is 
in Nebraska, despite it being wide open. But I can buy that. Yeah, you get some weird weather that. situations here. But yeah, very gusty. Seventy degrees with seventy mile an hour winds was a was a <laughs> a number that I wasn't expecting right. to uh, to you know <laughs> deal with when I came here. But that's the desert for you. Yeah, it is what it is. But we are happy to be here. We've got plenty to discuss for the next several hours, and we got a lot of guests to help us get through it. Uh, Fifteen minutes from now, we'll be joined by the one, the only, Mr. <laughs> Energetic himself, Dan Leach. It's been a minute since I've talked to our guy, Dan Leach, up there in the Motor City. So excited to get his thoughts on some of the biggest games, his Lions. Who do they go with in the draft? I know he's uh, got couple thoughts on that. So excited to hear Dan's thoughts. Uh, 345, Nick Whalen, Rotowire senior analyst. We'll talk a little bit of NBA with him. The season coming back into the mix tomorrow. You and I will also look into this late a little bit later in the show and talk about some of those early lines. Then in hour two, Eli Hershkovich, uh, pro sports better. We'll see what he's playing collegiately on the hardwood tonight. Kyle Goon back to the NBA. He will be joining us in hour three to talk about the Lakers, everything out in the Western Conference of the Association. And then to cap things off, how about our guy Wes Reynolds? He's doing a tremendous job with the Long Shots podcast. Excited to see what he's got dialed up in terms of the links this weekend. So like we said, Jared, a lot to get to. Uh, we might as well begin with some of the biggest news of the day in terms of sports and sports betting, how it may be affecting that market. Beginning in the NFL, let's start with the Tennessee Titans here. So Adam Schefter tweeting out, the Titans started the day about $25 million over the salary cap. And after some of the moves that they had today, the releasing left tackle, Taylor Luan, wide receiver Robert Woods, kicker Randy Bullock, uh, they're now $4.23 million under the salary cap. It's not the biggest news, of course, but look, the Titans are a very intriguing team in a open division going into the season. What are you expecting from this team in terms of what they do in the offseason and what we can expect this next season? I mean, I think Ryan Tannehill's contract is the first one that comes to mind, and and I don't know what exactly they would do there. I mean, the restructure, I'm looking at it now, it does look like, for the most part, they're they're in bed with him this year. So unless they can find a trade partner, which I, I, I doubt that they can do, it looks like there's some restructuring that can be done. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's going to be a $30, $36 million cap hit on Ryan Tannehill in 2023. Uh, that's, that's not good because you just mentioned just to get under the salary cap, they had to ditch their left tackle. And I know Robert Woods doesn't light the world on fire, but he's still a reliable receiver. And that's not something I think Tennessee has a lot of. So you get an offensive lineman who I would say Lawan's been one of the meaner, you know, the meaner, nastier yeah. tackles in the league over the years, and he plays for a coach that can definitely get the most out of him. And then you take away a reliable slot guy in in in, in Robert Woods, and you only have four four and change yeah. to kind of work with here. So I, I think Tennessee's going to have to do something to kind of spark what's been a window. I would say that's closing. Nice little run there over the last few seasons. They had even a number one seed, um, but you just with Tannehill, never got over the hump. But you're still kind of in bed with him this year, and I think that's probably going to be the last year you'll see Tannehill in Nashville, and, and we'll see what kind of restructuring they can do. But if it is Ryan and an offensive line that's clearly retooling and an offense that's clearly retooling, I, I think there's a lot left to be desired there. Tennessee, to me, is a team that I, I just would put no stock in whatsoever, and I didn't want to do it this past year despite the division being relatively wide open because, to me, Jared, like, 
you look at Ryan Tannehill, he's not a quarterback who can win you a playoff game. They get by because of what Derrick Henry has been able to provide for them and getting by in these games in the regular season where, yes, it obviously matters, but when the pressure amounts, when you have to throw the ball consistently, Ryan Tannehill is shown that he's not that guy, and it's not like he's going to improve. He's not going to miraculously just get better all of a sudden, and you took away a star weapon in A.J. Brown. What did you expect to happen? Again, you can only rely on a running back so much it's only a matter of time before Derrick Henry does regress. I mean, he's kind of defying the odds, especially in the tailback position. He did suffer an injury the other year. I just don't know what they're expecting to do with this very mediocre offense. Very mediocre. Yeah. And when your offense is led by a running back in this era, it makes it hard for you to be explosive, and it makes it hard for you to play off script. And I think that's what we saw the most successful teams have not only this year, but in this, I would call new era, which is frankly volatility and parity in the NFL. So if you have both of those things on a week to week basis, you better be able to win in multiple ways. And there's a certain recipe that the Titans need to win low scoring games, run the ball, play defense. It's an old school way. And they've got an old school head coach that's been running the ship. And, and let's be honest, it, it's been successful, but I, I think there needs to be an evolution. And, and I, I looked up this, yeah, a few days ago, because I remember the Titans were in the news and I was thinking about them, and I saw someone tweet about when Todd Downing's DUI took place, you saw just a, mm. a just a complete nosedive with the efficiency of that offense. I want to say it was midseason. I think it was after the Packers win. I think you're right. It was a Thursday night game, um, and it was it was a big win, and then I remember when they came back home that night, Todd Downing got nipped with a DUI, and from that moment on, I actually think they went winless or maybe just won one game the rest of the season. So I don't want to say that's a coincidence, but I do think there's some stock to be made with your offensive play caller having a traumatic life event take place that brought him away from the game and his focus away from the game. And then the other, I think, criteria also makes sense with just the way that they play offense and the way that the NFL is kind of trending it just didn't work out down the stretch. And then the quarterback issues, of course, with Malik Willis having to finish the year. So it just, it, it was like a, a calamity, a, you know, a, just a, a comedy of errors for this Titans team down the stretch. And now we're going to kind of run it back with the same mold in 2023 with a couple of less veteran pieces in the mix. I see, don't see a lot of upside there. It's kind of like the definition of insanity with them, right? <laughs> doing the same thing over expecting different results, except they're actually doing less, I suppose. So uh, Tennessee, if you do want to get involved with them, uh, they're 66-1 to to win the Super Bowl at BetMGM. Uh, some other news in the NFL with a team with a little bit shorter odds, San Francisco 49ers, who are at 9-1 to to win it all this upcoming year. Uh, it looks like Brock Purdy is elbow surgery. It's been delayed due to swelling. That's what Tom Palacero is reporting right now. And they'll reconvene in March, I suppose. It looks like a UCL repair. And he should be ready in time for 2023 with the actual season. Will he be in time for camp is the big question. And the question with that now is, what is the what are the 49ers going to do with their quarterback situation? Not only would they attempt to bring someone there, but is it going to be that or is it going to be Trey Lance versus Brock Purdy? And based on what we saw from Purdy, you probably think it's just going to be between those two guys, right? Yeah, I I think you have to give Trey a legitimate shot at this job. And I know it's he's had a couple of shots, mm -hmm. but we haven't lasted long enough to really see what's happening under the hood. Like it's like when you buy a new car and you drive it so where the new car smell, you could still it, it's like the new car smell is still wafting around Trey Lance. We really don't know 
what it's going to be like game to game, week to week, because the first game he started last year was a freaking monsoon in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And you were probably very – I don't know if you were at that game. You probably – well, I don't know. You, you seem to bring the weather wherever you go, so maybe <laughs> that was your fault. Um, and then I forget the week that he got hurt, but it was shortly after that. Was it week that. three? It was, it was very soon after that. And he played okay in the second game. They covered against Seattle in right. week two. And then it might have been the week right after that. By the way, I, I was right on Downing. It was November 17th, Thursday night at Green Bay. They won. He got nipped for the DUI from that point on. They lost – Seven straight Jeez. to close the season after that. <laughs> I mean, like you said, may not be directly correlated, but it has some kind of impact there. Let's be honest. Yeah, and that was, their, I would say, their best win of the year, too. Yeah, in Green see. Bay at Lambeau Field on a Thursday night in front of a million primetime viewers. Um, but back to the Niners, yeah, you've, it's got to be Trey Lance. I, I don't understand how it's not at least week one. He's the guy you treat, you anoint him as the guy in the offseason and you let him go through the motions, and you see if he can handle the job, and, and then you let the chips fall and see where Brock is, you know, if, if, if Trey falters, you know, after a week or two. 49ers are in a pretty good situation with those contracts, so with both of those guys being on the road. Can't ask for anything better. Yeah, and you got a mastermind offensively in Kyle Shanahan. We've yep. seen him do a lot with not that much, and look, it's not a knock on a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, hometown kid, by the way, so shout out to Jimmy G, but you know, like a guy like Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, we didn't expect that much out of him, and they could have gone to the Super Bowl potentially if he wouldn't have got injured. Potentially. We would never know. Uh, what we will know is that we got our guy Dan Leach coming on next here on VSIM Prime Time. Once again, Danny Burke, Jared Smith filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. We will keep the conversation in the National Football League. If you don't know Dan Leach, folks, well, you're going to find out about him and just how big of a Detroit Lions fan he is. What are they going to do in the upcoming draft? Will they go with a quarterback? Dan's going to tell us his thoughts on that next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It is VEASAN Primetime here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, alongside me. It's Jared Smith. We're filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King, live currently out of the Circus Sportsbook. But we're going to take it up to Detroit, Michigan, where our guy, Dan Leach has taken a little bit of time to spend with us. Dan, it's it's been too long, my friend. Uh, I miss having our weekly conversation, so happy to get you back on the show. Uh, by the way, you can follow Dan on Twitter, at DanLeachDTM. Dan, we began the show talking about the NFL, and I, I teased this segment for you because I know you have some thoughts on what the Lions should or should not do for the upcoming NFL draft. Are they going with the quarterback? They sticking with Jared Goff? Uh, what do you foresee happening with that organization? First off, listen, Tim and Sean are my guys. You and Jared is now my special guy. You are definitely <laughs> my guy. Danny squared reunited. Uh, listen, the Lions, Danny, we talked about this a lot throughout the last year. 
they did exactly what I thought they would do, not to like pump my ego or anything. I said double the win total, get to seven, eight wins, and they obviously did better than that, almost made the playoffs, which I didn't even care about in year two under Brad uh, Holmes and Dan Campbell. But it was all about moving forward, and the Jared Goff situation, I'll never forget, I was on the Lions flagship here in Detroit, 97 on the ticket, the, the day, the, the night that Matt Stafford got traded. And I was a big Stafford guy. There were a lot of media haters here in Detroit that always would try to pick apart Stafford. It wasn't his fault. Obviously, the right teams weren't put forward. He won the Super Bowl the next year. But it was like trading him for Jared Goff was like golf being a pair of aces if you're a poker player. You could keep him for a few years. You could trade him. You could cut him. You could have him, you know, some young quarterback study under him. And then, obviously, Goff could end up being the guy. I don't think he's the guy, Danny, but he's much closer to that than I thought he would be going back a couple years ago when the trade first happened, which obviously got the lines. Multiple first-round draft picks, including two this year, six and eighteen, which we'll get to in a second. But Goff's numbers, second half of the season, with you know, obviously Jamison Williams barely played. The, the Amon Ross St. Brown was incredible. The run game was better. The offensive line was one of the better in the league. Maybe he could be the guy at least for two, three more years and have a, a young quarterback be drafted and study under him. So for now, I'm not like it's not like Jared Goff is you know the the embodiment of Tom Brady, but he obviously was really good last year and helped the Lions in a lot of situations. The offense for a while early in the year was amazing, and then later in the year got good again. Uh, but for me, it's about Anthony Anthony Richardson. I've been on him for over a year, and I think the Lions could take him at 18. You know, get defense in number six in the first round, and then you got a guy in Richardson that's got one of the best raw talents in this draft. It could have to be the best quarterback in this draft. You get him lower in the first round. He studies under Jared Goff. If Goff keeps, you know, being gangbusters, you don't have a problem there. But either way, you've got a backup plan. You have to these days in the NFL. Just ask the Ravens and the the Bucks and other teams. So to me, that's what you do if you're the Lions. You draft Richardson. Goff is still your guy. And the Lions should be playoff bound, maybe even NFC North winning bound. Sorry about your Bears. In 2023. Yeah, that's what I was curious about then because we just flashed that schedule on the screen and, and week one, you know, that tight loss to the Eagles. And, of course, we know what, what Philly became for the rest of the year. Is that too unrealistic of a jump for the Lions to do what the Eagles did last year? I know that, again, inches away from the Super Bowl. Maybe that's a, a bridge too far, but you're talking about that jump with a quarterback in the same system. I like to call it the battery quarterback head coach all coming back next year. And to me, I, I do think there's some upside in that division if Aaron Rodgers departs and, and, and the Vikings regress a little bit after what they did. So is it too early to say the Lions should have maybe some Philly Super Bowl hopes heading into this season? No, Jared, it's a, it's a great question. And first off, that Eagles loss obviously killed you. They would have been the playoffs. They won that game. And the Panthers game is really obviously what cost them. They're just awful in that game in Carolina. The only really bad game they played when they won, you know, the five games uh, out of the last six. You know, here in Detroit, as Danny well knows, being a Bears guy, and Jared, I'm sure you know the whole SOL, you know, same old Lions nonsense, which I don't buy into anyway, because what are the 2004 Lions have to do the 2023 Lions? But that's kind of a, you know, it's a knee-jerk reaction here in Detroit. To start talking Super Bowl would be a little crazy, because, you know, the Lions have one playoff win, you know, since Kennedy was president. It's been a long time. <laughs> so it's one of these things where you got to temper the expectations. But I will say this. I said that, you know, we've heard this over and over again. We heard it with Patricia. We heard it with Rod Marinelli who went 0-16. Maybe this is the time. I truly believe that the Lions are set up with Brad Sherlock Holmes, the GM. We The biggest question marks the last year or so were Dan Campbell. Can he be the right kind of coach? Yes, he still has some bugaboos with game management and going forward and fourth down seemingly every other time. But it looks like he could be the real deal because the guys love him. You saw that in the country fell in love with him at Hard Knocks. It was about moving forward year one. 
obviously struggling. You know, they, they didn't really have a great year, but you could see some, you know, pieces late in the year. This past season, incredible, you know, movement forward. They, they more than doubled the win total, and you saw the Lions very competitive, you know, in a lot of games, and obviously the Philly game to start the season, you mentioned, that's against the team that probably should have won the Super Bowl. This year, to me, is about not just making the playoffs, probably having a great chance, and you mentioned the Rodgers thing, which is a big deal, contending for the division, but winning a playoff game or two. Now, saying Super Bowl, it happens in the NFL a lot, Jared, as, as we know. Teams go worse to first. You know, Jacksonville, Carolina, when they were earlier in their infancy, went to title games in their respective conferences. So it can happen in this era of parity, the eight-division format going back to 2001. But to me, if you're a Lions fan, you, 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 get, you dream all you want. But how about like a 11, you know, 12 win type season in a 17 game slate, multiple playoff wins, hosting your first playoff game since 93. That's what I think the goal should be for year three. And then a year four, I think this Lions team can be a long time viable contender. The sky's the limit. You talk Super Bowl, you talk multiple Super Bowls, you talk to throwing Mahomes, whatever you want. But one, you got to walk before you can run. This next season, it's about winning a playoff game. That would make uh, be a successful season for me as a Lions fan. Dan, let's move to college basketball, move our sights to tonight. I know you've got a play that you're looking forward to that uh, is going to start at the top of this hour. you got UConn and Providence, the Friars catching seven in the hook. They have been a gritty team as of late. Do you think that they could keep this one close away from their home floor? Yeah, the Friars. Listen, I understand that obviously it's a much bigger number for ranked teams on the road against unranked teams at home. These are two ranked teams. I respect the heck out of UConn. They're a team that has a great chance to make a Final Four type run. But I think Ed Cooley's Friars can as well. They shoot the ball super, you know, super well. They play good defense. I love what I saw against a very good Creighton team. They beat them 94 86 a couple games ago. But then how about Nova? Nova beats Xavier on the road last night. And Providence beat Nova uh, at home uh, by, you know, 13 points in their last game out. I think that's too many points. I understand that you're seeing some blowouts with these ranked teams versus ranked teams. I think K-State last night was on the wrong side of that one. But to me, it's too many points, just like Nova last night against uh, Xavier. I like Ed Cooley and the Friars to cover that 7-half and maybe with the outright upset on the money line. And by the way, that game starts at 3.30 Pacific time. My fault, not at the top of the hour. What? So I'm here in an ice storm, Daddy. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Ed Cooley underdog trend, which we'll talk about at some point today, is prominent. It's actually been hot, too, this season. Seven of the last eight um, for Ed Cooley. Excuse me, six of the last seven, including that win um, outright over Creighton the other day. So yep. that it to me, that's a trend that is interesting, to say the least. But I don't know. I, UConn's been tough lately. That's the one thing. I don't know physically if they can hang with UConn tonight. We'll see, though. This is going to be a very interesting game. What about um, what about TCU? Because I think that was a team that I, I was on the other night, and, man, they just could not hit a bunny to save their lives against Kansas. But I do think long-term with Miles back in the lineup, that is a very intriguing team, and I think the number still has a little upside to it. Yeah, listen, I, 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 they put the 100 spot on Oklahoma State, and that's when I, I pulled the trigger on TCU 7-1 to, to go to the Final Four. That's a team that I think is, is set up to go through a run through the tournament. When you look at what they've got, got with their guard play, and they can, make you, they can speed you up on defense, that's why I think that this is a team that you probably can get right now before their value goes even lower. I'm saying like the odds go down, and you have your best value right now. I really like them. I just think that they're well-coached. I love Jamie Dixon. Uh, obviously, the years of success he had at Pittsburgh, and they're very—they're just a, ba- a well-balanced team that can score a lot. They scored 100 twice this year. I know once against a really bad team, 
Uh, but Oklahoma State been playing better basketball, and I've been impressed with what TCU can do. And obviously, the other night, not not their their finest performance. But it's one of those things where seven to one is great value to me, and I love Miami. I got them at sixteen to one to make the final four. Another one at ten to one. All they do is keep winning on the road at home, bursting North Carolina's bubble. I love Miami and Jim Larinaga as well. Mm. Dan Leach, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. at Dan Leach DTM. Great spot there with Miami. They were sixteen to one, like you said. Now down to ten to one, and. Uh, we've talked about that trend, and we'll get into that a little bit. Miami was kind of the only outlier this season, one of the few to consistently kind of debunk that. Uh, they've been something else, that's for sure. But, hey, Dan, unfortunately, we are out of time. You know I always love catching up with you, so we'll have to do it again soon. But thank you again for making some time this evening. Jared and Dan, my absolute pleasure. Believe in the dream. Dan Lee. <laughs> there you go. Legend. Gotta love it. Always bringing the energy. At Dan Leach DTM, where you can follow him on Twitter for more of his content. Coming next here on Prime Primetime, myself and Jared will tell you what top plays we're sweating out tonight here on Beast. VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way Beeson is here to make you a smarter handicapper year-round. So go ahead and check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Welcome back into the mix. It is VSIN primetime. Danny Burke, Jared Smith filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. By the way, you can follow Jared on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith at Danny Burke 5 for myself. Uh, I was listening to the show you were doing the other day with Adam Burke, and I think you were telling the story about how your mom wanted to give you like uh, a different middle Tommy name. Tommy Lee. Yeah. Well, she wanted me to. She wanted me to become a rock star like Tommy Lee. <laughs> I was born in the '80s. Um, yeah, that didn't work. I have zero music. Actually, I played guitar and piano until I was about ten. There and then go. football took over. It was like, you want to do this or do you want to play football? I was like, I don't want to play football. <laughs> a little uh, bit more exciting. Yeah, so it unfortunately, my musical talents ended there. I do. It's on my bucket list. Not my bucket list, but like my you know goals list mm-hmm. every year to like get back into piano or guitar. But it just it's always gets pushed down. We don't have – there's not enough time in the day for the amount of things that I hope to accomplish in my life. Yeah, you're like, I could go to the keyboard or I could look at some of these props. Yeah, tonight, you know? or I could play with my dog or go right. out to dinner and – you know, do anything else, really. Yeah. <laughs> just about, just about. Uh, we were talking about the betting splits data, and again, vsin.com to check it out. Updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds. And you made a good point off air, and we were talking about UConn and Providence about to tip off uh, momentarily here. Uh, Dan Leach's take of the points with Providence. You are leaning a little bit more in the other direction, but as you noted, this is a game where it's kind of apparent where there is sort of a discrepancy. Yeah, about 78% of the bets. Again, this is on vcin.com, and you know the splits are via DraftKings. 78% of the bets, 70% of the handle on Providence plus 7.5. And, a half. and I gave you the the nugget recently, and, and it's about a 57% trend for Ed Cooley as an underdog throughout his career at Providence, which is a tremendous ROI. It's about an 11% ROI. So if you just blind bet Ed Cooley every time he, he had a plus sign next to his name during his tenure at Providence, you're feeling pretty good about your return. But 
this specific game, right, when we look at trends, meh, you have to look a little bit deeper. It's not just a blind bet. And, and when you look at where UConn struggled this year, about end of the year, beginning part of January, they lost five of six. It, Providence was one of those five. And it was, a pretty, it was a pretty decisive win. They lost by 12 on the road at the dunk. So now in stores tonight it, with the line not moving in Providence's direction despite all that handle. And I, I do think I, I favor the Huskies. I did put a little small wager on them first half. I got them at three and a half. Over at BetMGM, we'll see. Um, we'll see how the vibes are. Maybe it's a halftime wager if I don't hit that. But I, I do think UConn's the right side tonight. Did you have any other plays that you made officially for the college basketball slate? Or are you just doing that uh, the the parlay that uh, you and yeah Kendrick, right? Well, we have the friendship parlay, right? Britain's <laughs> got uh, he's got the friendship parlay vibes um, now that we're going. So I'll, this is it, it's actually a shame because this game just started. But you probably could still hop in live if you can get a, a live money line parlay. But it's UConn, Davidson, UVA, Maryland, and Houston. Most of the, most of those are pretty heavy favorites tonight. Um, those five money lines are plus one fifty. Again, I this is not exactly the get rich quick, um, you know, long term return on investment strategy. We call it the friendship parlay. You can you can glean what it means based off of what we call it. And I do think it. On a night like tonight where I personally don't have a lot of college basketball wagers that I like individually, mm -hmm. but you're at home, it's a Wednesday night, snowing here in Vegas, you want to stay inside <laughs> and watch some college basketball, right. you throw a few bones on a little money line parlay, keeps you invested throughout the night. There is a little Mountain West vibes that we'll get to at some point tonight um, that I'm interested in with Boise and New Mexico, but I haven't gotten involved there yet, but maybe, maybe I'll talk myself into a total bet there at some point tonight. Uh, before I say the bet that I'm going to have for college basketball, and I have one in hockey too, uh, I was curious your thoughts in this spot with Alabama later tonight. Mm. Now, they're a sizable favorite naturally on the road against South Carolina. They open at about 18. I think that number's dropped a little bit in favor of South Carolina. Yeah, some spots as low as 16 in the hook. Uh, 17 seems to be the consensus number. I, I, look, I'm someone, Jared, who doesn't like to lay high spreads in yeah. NBA or college basketball in general, especially with what's going on off the court with the Crimson Tide. How do you look to back them in this situation? I think you – I mean, they did just score 108 on Georgia the other night. Granted, I guess that was a little bit before some of the news um, hit this week. Very difficult situation. And it, it goes back – I mean, I'll be honest, though. It is a difficult situation, but I don't think it's – from a handicapping perspective, any more difficult than any other off-court incident we see in college hoops. Because at the end of the day, you have to remember these are 18 to 22-year-old kids. Whether it's life-threatening or if it's just one of those things that is disappointing, um, which this certainly is, I, I I think you just have to be cautious and, and, and maybe let the market dictate what you do. Um, I haven't seen where, where the handle is tonight on this specific game because you're right, when we get lines that are 15 points or higher in college basketball. Eh, not something I like to get involved in unless it's maybe a first half or a derivative market. But I, I do think it's fair to just sit back and watch and, and see what Alabama does. I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, very smart people still have them in their final four and still have them going a, a very long way, even despite this uh, unfortunate news. But I, I always preach patience in college. There's so many games on any given night. You can just wait and see how the market shapes out, I think. Yeah, I hear you. Good point. And that's why, look, I like you said, there's a huge slate of games tonight. Uh, you're involved in this one currently going on. UConn up 5-4 to four over Providence. The game that I got involved with 
and South Bend, Notre Dame taking on North Carolina. These two teams already met earlier this year at Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Took care of business, no problem, 81-64 to in that game. I'm not looking at the spread. I'm looking at the total in this spot, Jared, and I like the over in this game. So, uh, Bart Torvik, you look at some of these numbers. They have Notre Dame is a 291st team in terms of effective field goal percentage defensively, but they're 73rd offensively speaking, and I realize they did not put up a bunch on the road in that spot against the Tar Heels, but they have been a better offense on their home floor. You got to imagine they can figure it out, at least to a certain extent, that can help you get over this total in this game. And if North Carolina is still going to get whatever they want offensively against a certainly below average defense, again, I think that'll prove to do enough to get over this total. And look, now you're even seeing 147 in the hook at BetMGM. I took 148 in this spot. Uh, Notre Dame, they're about 81st at Haslam metrics. Uh, Eric Haslam has them 81st in offensive efficiency. North Carolina, about 42nd is where Eric has them listed in that regard. So again, I, I just think this is going to be a higher scoring affair. And look, North Carolina, yeah, they probably take care of business in this spot. Not messing with the spread. I think that's priced appropriately. But I do think the Tar Heels will get whatever they want offensively. And you'll see a better push on the offensive side from the fighting Irish mm. in this situation. Yeah, Notre Dame's had some rough performances. Um, nine of the last ten, their only win in that stretch is over Louisville uh, at home. And I would argue that maybe that's the worst team in the ACC, perhaps one of the worst teams in, in the entire Power Five. It, tight game against Virginia. Can't really glean much off of what they do offensively there. North Carolina has this way of just just finding space on the inside with their very penetrative guards and, and Baycott. So I could see a lot of easy buckets in this game for sure. Notre Dame defensively clearly uh, a lot to be desired there. All right, and then the other play that I had, Jared, uh, on the ice, uh, I'm looking at this Jets and Islanders game. Slim Pickens with the matchups we got with the puck this evening, but this is going to be the best one we're assuming. Uh, the Islanders opened up as about a 125 favorite. This has flipped in some shops. South Point has Winnipeg now as a minus 115 favorite. Winnipeg minus 107 here at Circa, and it looks like minus 103 for the Islanders. But again, I'm going with the total in this game. I went to the under five and a half at minus a buck 20. Look, Sorokin's been an absolute stud for the Islanders. And his stats individually have been great in terms of save percentage. It's at almost 93%. Uh, at home, it's even better. It's above 93%. He's had four shutouts on his home ice. The issue is his teammates haven't really helped, and that's why the win-loss record isn't necessarily strong. 19, 17, and 5 when he's tending the pipes. But again, I think the defense will be there. The Islanders offensively have not really been a powerhouse themselves. Uh, the Islanders penalty kill percentage up to over 88% at home compared to 77% on the road. Uh, the Jets themselves offensively taking about four less shots per game on the road. And really, they're a team that struggled away from home ice themselves regardless. And defensively, they're not too shabby. Connor Hellebuck's been a strong goalie. 26-16-1 overall, 2.39 goals against average, save percentage at about 93% with three shutouts under his belt this season. Again, both of these teams, really strong defenses, offensively not really lighting it up one way or the other. Winnipeg has tendencies to do that, not necessarily away from home. So uh, I'm going with the under 5.5 there at minus a buck 20 for my one hockey play.
Love it. You bet much hockey? I do when we get to the playoffs. It's not my vibe during the regular season. There's just too much <laughs> else going on. But I I love the futures market. To me, the, any futures market at any sport's bettable yeah. at any time. If always, I get a good enter- tip. Yeah. always entertaining to look into. Some good prices, potentially. We'll get into that a little bit later here on VEASAN Primetime. How about next segment in the NBA with our guy Nick Whalen joining us next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA game. And if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in bonus bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back to VEASAN Primetime here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Jared Smith, Danny Burke, filling in for Tim Murray and Sean King. And, hey, speaking of the NBA, we got one of our favorite NBA analysts hopping on as we wrap up Hour 1, and that being Nick Whalen. You can follow him on Twitter at Whalen. Instead of the L, it is the number one. Catches content <laughs> over at RotoWire, where he serves as the senior analyst. So, uh, Nick, uh, you, Jared, and me, we, we were all talking some NBA during the break, and Jared was curious, your favorite team, and that's where I wanted to go with the first question because you're there in Wisconsin. You're a Bucks guy. We've seen the news of Giannis Antetokounmpo with his wrist. The timetable is basically just when he feels better, I suppose. Uh, you look at BetMGM, the Bucks plus 550 to win the championship. What does that news with Giannis, I mm -hmm. suppose, do for you on a game-to-game -game basis without him during the regular season, and then uh, you're invested with them in the futures market, right? I am. I am. I, you know, starting with Giannis, I, I think there's a collective sigh of relief, certainly, uh, coming out of the uh, reassessment in New York on Monday that there doesn't appear to be anything besides some minor damage to that wrist. Now, I would expect Giannis to miss at least a few games coming out of the break. I would expect the Bucks to be very careful with him down the stretch. I think it's actually going to be really interesting to see just how much they push for that one seed because they're a half game behind Boston right now. And it kind of feels like a two, two and a half team race in the Eastern conference. So getting that one seed actually means a little bit more than it usually might to a team like Milwaukee, but at the same time, you know, preserving Giannis and making sure he's hundred percent for the postseason has to be their number one priority. Uh, you know, I like the bucks title odds. Like you mentioned, uh, I, I, I'm not one of those people, despite being here in Milwaukee that will say, you know, definitively the bucks are head and shoulders above the Boston Celtics to me. Those teams are very equal. They're very different teams. They're, they're constructed differently, but ultimately they're equal. I think if they played 10 series, they might split it 5-5. However, the Boston Celtics are plus 275 to win the title. The Bucks are plus 550. They were 7-1 to one just a couple of days ago. So to me, you're getting two teams that you view as equal, that you say have a pretty equal chance to win the title. I will happily just take the team that has twice as good of odds. Yeah, I think the key is home court is going to dictate that where game seven would be 
um, will tilt those odds dramatically. And it's kind of funny because I, I never would have guessed. I mean, if you, if you hopped in a time capsule like maybe five years ago and you flash forward to today and you walk down and say, yeah, you know, the, the East is actually the tougher road to the finals uh, than the West. I'd be like, wait, what? what like, what happened uh, to the Eastern Conference? Because it is very top-heavy with those two teams. And then you look at the West – and we were reading your article today on Rotowire, and one of your unique futures market bets is kind of circulating around the Western Conference, and it's a first-time champion in the NBA, and it's a plus-money bet. It's an interesting wager when you handicap the teams that you're getting. It's all in the West, basically. Nuggets, Suns, Clippers, Grizzlies, Pelicans, some other Eastern Conference teams that I think are kind of on the fringe, but those five that are the best five, I think, of the bunch all in the Western Conference, that is a fascinating way to approach the futures market in the NBA this season. I thought so too. And I had never really seen a bet like this. Uh, you know, it's just kind of something that comes with the territory, you know, with some of these unique futures that you see and the proliferation of, of online sports betting, I guess. But I found this over at DraftKings. It was at plus 130. Like you said, it's basically a team that's never won the title to win the title. So you're getting kind of a portfolio of teams, like an ETF of teams, uh, the Nuggets, the Suns, the Clippers, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans. Those are the relevant ones here. It's like, yeah, you're also getting the Nets, the Hornets, the Pacers, the T-Wolves, the Magic. I think the Jazz uh, are the other one. But essentially, you know, you're getting that basket of Western Conference contenders. And to me, the Nuggets and the Suns are the big two. Those are the teams that I want to have futures on anyway. And, you know, then you're kind of getting the Grizzlies, the Pels, and the Clippers as just these bonus picks. Now, I'd have to run the calculations. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's actually worth it to make this bet because <laughs> there might be, there might be more money to be made just investing like $10 on each of these teams separately. Uh, you know, for example, the Grizzlies are like 17 to one. So if they win, you know, you're, you're better off with that uh, than you would be this. But if you don't want to have all these open bets, if you want to consolidate, or if you just want to have a little fun and, and be creative with the futures bet, I thought this was a fun one. Nick, let me ask you about one of those teams that would crack the list. The Los Angeles Clippers, they're 10 to one to win the championship. Five to one to come out of the West at BetMGM. <laughs> you were saying that I shouldn't have been rooting for Russell Westbrook to come to my team, the Bulls. And it's not that I thought he'd make him great, more just entertaining. But what do you think he can present? Still staying there in La La Land, but now going with the Clippers. What is he going to bring to the table? I, I think he's going to make them worse. I don't. I don't know if he's bringing anything positive to the table. I, I I'm shocked that the Clippers did this. I don't really understand it. I thought it was really telling, uh, you know, right after the trade deadline when he was sent to Utah, that you know Brian Windhorst went on ESPN and said, "Look, Russell Westbrook might be out of the league next year. Like he's running out of chances." And then, lo and behold, two weeks later, there's apparently some sort of bidding war going on for a guy who's just so so damaging to winning. So I, I don't really know exactly what the Clippers are doing here. They they they're kind of stockpiling a bunch of similar players. You know, they're really really deep on paper, but I think there's a lot of redundancy on this team. Uh, obviously, they need Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to not only be healthy, but be playing at like borderline first team all NBA levels uh, to have a chance to beat a team like Phoenix or Denver. But I don't think Russell Westbrook improves their chances at all. I, I think the problem with Russ is that, as we've seen with all these other previous stops, if and when it doesn't go well, you're under this kind of strange obligation to continue playing him because he's Russell Westbrook. Like You can't just bench him. That becomes untenable really, really quickly. He feels like he's entitled to 25 to 30 minutes per night. So how are they going to make that work in what's already a deep rotation? I just, I don't see the upside here. I, I think the more you dig into the numbers, especially defensively, I mean, Russ is an absolute killer when it comes to wins and losses. So I, I don't know why the Clippers think they'll be the team that can finally, you know, unlock something that no other team has been able to do. 
Terrence Mann has been playing pretty well too, and we just see less of him. That I mean, it's just right. it is a unique situation. Speaking of time machines, I feel like we're just blast from the past tonight. If you would have gone back to 2014 when Mike Brown was fired from Cleveland, and you would have said to me, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, now he's going to be a coach of the year candidate." Eight years later with the Sacramento Kings, again, I would have thought you were absolutely insane. But that seems to be the case here this season. I, the Kings have been a very interesting team. I, I think sustainability is the biggest question there. Right, but it, you're looking at the futures market right now, and you probably don't want to bet them to win the NBA title. But there's another way to bet the Kings, and it's to get Mike Brown to be the coach of the year. Yeah, it's one that I like right now. He's at plus two forty at DraftKings. Uh, you know, I mentioned in my article, I'm kind of split between would I rather put a hundred bucks on Mike Brown or Mike Malone, who's at two sixty. Um, you know, the Nuggets have a five game lead in the Western Conference. I think if they definitively win the West by like eight or nine games. I think it feels like it might be Michael Malone's turn, but the case for Mike Brown is that he is the more classic candidate for this award. More often than not, it goes to the coach of the team that nobody thought would be that good, and they end up dramatically exceeding expectations. And as of right now, that's what we're looking at with the Kings. They're in third place in the Western Conference. Now, they lost six out of 11 heading into the break. They're starting to cool off a little bit. They didn't really do anything at the deadline to improve this roster. So you do wonder if teams like, uh, you know, the, the Suns or the Clippers could end up passing them up over the next few weeks. That's a possibility. But I, if I'm betting Mike Brown, I'm doing it under the pretense that I'm believing if the Kings finish the season in the top three in the Western Conference, I think he wins the award. Now, will they do that? Who knows? Again, everything is so stacked up in the West. But if they finish top three, I, I think he'll be the guy. Nick Whalen, ladies and gentlemen, at Whalen, where you can follow him on Twitter. Remember, instead of the L, it is the number one. And you can catch more of his content, articles, bets over at Rotowire. Nick, always a blast having you on, my man. Best of luck the rest of the uh, season in the association. All right, same to you guys. Thanks for having me. Great stuff. Yeah, man, blast from the past, like you the said. The Bucks and the West, basically. <laughs> the Bucks and the West. The Bucks versus the West. That's... It's going to be interesting to see what Milwaukee can be against the Celtics yeah. team because last year I'm in the camp of if Chris Middleton plays in that series, they win that series Probably. over Boston. I mean, it's going to be, again, I do think the reason for the odds tilt is, is the assumption that Boston gets home court mm-hmm. and that game seven, I, I don't know what the odds would be. I would assume a minus 150 or higher favorite um, on their home floor in game seven. Maybe it's higher, and, and maybe that's why you're seeing that eh, 2 $3 difference there with the odds discrepancy. Yeah, and you're right. It is kind of funny. I, I mean, thinking about that, me being a Bulls fan in the Eastern Conference, and the East was always just a little yeah. brother, it seemed, to the Western Conference year after 100%. year. And now it's the exact opposite. Yeah. I mean, I, I, g- good luck if you're not Milwaukee or, or Boston getting through <laughs> that gauntlet. Yeah, pretty much, especially Brooklyn, who we had an interesting bet on that, too, to go in the playing game. So, hey, look at all those different types of prop bets. They are available out there to you. Well, when we come back, it'll be hour two of Easton Primetime. I know Jared's got thoughts on Anthony Richardson. Oh, Let's talk draft. Man. Coming next, baby. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.